You're listening to a podcast from Northern Lights Metropolitan Community Church. This is highlights from our weekly service. Good evening. Welcome to Northern Lights Metropolitan Community Church. We are part of a worldwide denomination who celebrate the inclusive love for God for everyone. You are very welcome here if it's your first time or if you're returning from some time away. Whether you've been watching this as it goes out on the Sunday evening or catching up with it on our YouTube channel or our podcast, all are welcome here. Most of the things you need for the service will appear on the screen you are watching on. Please feel free to take part in as little or as much as you feel comfortable with. We are gradually making our way back into church with more of the leadership coming from church over the next couple of weeks. With Ronnie celebrating communion from church this week alongside the leading. Tonight we will be continuing our Advent series by looking at hope in a chaotic world with Jackie sharing her thoughts on the topic of peace. So let us take a few moments of quiet to let go of all that this week has brought and challenged us with and still ourselves in God's presence. Loving parent, you created all people in your image and through your child, you freely give your spirit to all who come to you in faith. In this strange Advent period, which is different to normal, we lift up all our siblings that may be struggling at the present time. We pray that you will protect them and let them know your peace as we prepare for the birth of your child. Amen. Each week during Advent, we are lighting our Advent wreath here in church and at our own homes to mark the celebration of Advent. Let us pray. In the settle and stir of a burnt orange sunrise, in the lilting laughter around a table full of friends, in the flash of clarity that turns on the light of insight and leads us towards wisdom, we find the peace that passes all understanding but there are things we need to understand. Help us to hear you in the stories of those who struggle. Peace is what the prophets foretold. Peace is what sacrificed when prophet takes precedence. We light a candle for peace and pray for the courage it's to stand up for it. In this second week of Advent, as the waiting and expectation heightens, deepen our desire for peace. Like the wise call to journey in those early dawning days, may we seek, strive, search for peace. Like the prophets old and new, may we cry out for its coming. We light a candle for peace, may it light the way. Amen. 
All who need to renew their hope, come. All who hope for hope itself, come. All who hope and long for peace, come. All who hope for the world will discover the love of neighbour, come. All who hope for unending joy, come. Worship for the hope of the world has come. Worship for the hope of the world is in our midst. Worship for the hope of the world comes again to open hearts. Amen. We continue this month's series by listening to Emma and Troy read. A reading from The Dark Night of the Soul by Barbara Brown Taylor. I cannot say for sure when my reliable ideas about God began to slip away, but the big chest I used to keep them in is smaller than a shoebox now. The slippage started with the language of faith, which I had spoken fluently for a long time. After years of teaching other people what words like sin, salvation, repentance and grace really meant, those same words began to mean less and less to me. When I had first learned them, they had helped me to make sense of the tumult both inside and outside, giving me special names for what was happening, as well as a sturdy framework for managing it. Then, so gradually that it is hard to say when things changed, those same words began to sound more like stuffed pillows, things to be placed between a person and the hard bones of life so that less bruising occurred. Although I knew what sin meant, there were other words with more nuance that struck with more force. Betrayal, brokenness, forgetfulness, deadly distance from all source of life. I could never figure out what made these words less meaningful to people of faith than the word sin, but they noted the difference. Why can't you just say sin? But I had questions of my own. When had the language of faith stopped offering a handle on the lived experience and become a container for it instead? Wasn't that like asking God to act inside a box? Gospel reading is taken from Mark chapter 1 verses 1 to 8. The Proclamation of John the Baptist Beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in the prophet Isaiah. See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way, the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, 
make his paths straight. John the Baptizer appeared in the wilderness proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptised by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair and a leather belt around his waist and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hello. Um, thanks to uh, Ronnie and um, the members of um, Northern Lights Church um, for asking me to preach again. It's, uh, again, it's an absolute uh, privilege and a joy. Um, at the same time as saying that, I have to admit that um, recently it's, it's, it's been quite... You know, it's been quite chaotic. Everything's been busy in my church, the the, the Church of England. We've um, recently had a report called "Living in, in Love and Faith," which um, explores human sexuality and how the Church of England uh, feels about it and uh, what's going to be done about it. And um, I just want to marry people who love each other, and I'm waiting for the day that I can. Waiting. Advent. Advent, a time of waiting and preparation. In the Gospel for today, uh, Mark, he wastes no time. He's bang into it. No nativity, no preamble. This is the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ. And that's what it's all about, isn't it? It's the good news of Jesus Christ for everybody. And after that, Mark, straight into Old Testament prophecy, which, um, you know, his contemporaries would have understood and which we understand because Advent um, Advent is the season of Isaiah, isn't it? It's probably my favourite book in, in, in the whole Bible. And Mark tells us that um, John comes to prepare the way of the Lord that um, John is the voice crying in the wilderness. Now, I wonder if it's a generational thing or or a personality thing, but the first thing I always think when I when I read that is, is I think, Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. And I love the way God, God spell mixes up Isaiah and um, love and tie-dye clothes. 
I don't, I just do. Um, and it gives a sense, actually preparing the way of the Lord is, it's that mixed thing, isn't it? It's, it's, it's difficult. Do you know, Jesus, um, John went to his death, um, but at the same time, it's immensely, it's joyful. It's joyful. You recognise that, you know, um, we prepare the way of the Son of God. The Son of God who came and, and, and showed us the way. So, as Mark gets straight to the point in his own context, let me ask you all, and, you know, and indeed, you know, myself as well, what does it mean to prepare the way of God now? Where we are with what we've got. You think of this as a sort of a strategy meeting with songs, if you like, because there's no doubt we, we live out our faith in the context of our lives and lived experiences and, 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 and with those we have shared experiences with, um, as well as those people who don't recognise our faith because it's different to theirs. So what do we do? Because, you know, it, it means different things to different people. It did then, it has through history, and it does now, and we have to decide where where do we fit. Or like John and then Jesus and many others who've sought to prepare the way. Sorry, that was a barking dog interruption. So we have to decide where we fit. Or like John and Jesus and many others who've sought to prepare the way of God where we don't fit. And what are we going to do about it? It's a process, I think, and Advent is a good time to think about that. What does it mean to prepare the way of the Lord? How am I, in my small corner, going to do it and to wait well? I think the danger comes when what Barbara Brown Taylor describes in the other reading you heard, when that happens. When the words become boxes to define understanding of God, when ideas become boxes, the Bible becomes a box to contain particular understandings, church becomes a box to contain certain kinds of people. When we limit ourselves and others in our understanding of sin and uh, single interpretations of scripture, for, for example, honestly, I believe to limit God's purview, to limit God's words, to limit God's scope, to limit God's love is the real sin. Even if it's done because it's what you believe or it's what you think, right? Look a bit harder for God outside your box. We are never done preparing the way of the Lord. We are never done interpreting God's gift of a holy scripture. Um, and I do remember reading something years ago and it's opinion becomes fixed at the point you stop thinking. Your opinion becomes fixed 
the point you stop thinking. The Bible is not for us to control. The Bible is God's living word. And there's room in God. There's plenty of room in God. Don't believe anybody who tells you any different. Because this isn't losing faith or debasing faith. This is growing in faith beyond needing Bible verses to justify your safe space or system of beliefs or out of the need to, to understand God, to be able to confine God. St. Augustine said, if you have understood, then what you have understood is not God. If you have understood then what you have understood is not God. And that's okay, because we need to realise how mighty big God is. God cannot be confined by human understanding or human need for definites, the human need for security. And thank God for that. Thank God for that. So we can spend our lives where we are preparing the way of God or we can fight to maintain a comfortable God in a box with us where we feel safe. But the plain truth is we hope in something that is too big to comprehend and too mysterious to understand. And that's okay. In fact, it's better than okay because God is big enough to hold everything everything and keep loving us we really need to get that it depends much more on God than it does on us but we have to turn up we have to work out who we are before God and with God we have to ask the questions and if our understanding of God excludes others or makes us feel uncomfortable Sorry, makes us feel comfortable all the time. There's a damn good chance we've got it wrong. And there God is waiting for us, waiting for us, waiting for us. Waiting for us perhaps to be the voice that cries out from whatever we wilderness we find ourselves in. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. That's all very well. I hear you say, how on earth am I supposed to do that? See Jesus in others. See the beauty of God's world. Be the voice that cries out for justice. And I think you'll find that other voices will, will join you. Be countercultural. Be the love. Be the hope. Wait this Advent time with joyful expectation. Be the good news for somebody. Turn up. Turn up. Tell and show people that our hope is in the name of the God. Oh, I'll try again, sorry. Our help is in the name of God 
who loves all, holds all and welcomes all. Let the Bible out of the box. There is so much work to do, but we don't do it in our strength. God sent his son, Jesus, to show the way. And as we wait, as we prepare, and as we hope, just may we remember and find our way to prepare the way of the Lord. Amen. Now is the time we set aside to speak directly with God and listen to the one who knows us intimately and loves us in all our imperfections. As is the custom at the beginning of each month, I'm lighting a special candle for the work of Rainbow Home. We support asylum seekers who are LGBT and in helping to provide a healing and inclusive community. So let us pray together for ourselves, for those we know and love, for our communities and for the wider world. Loving God, mother and father of all creation, we come together from different places and in different ways, knowing that we are all in your presence and in the presence of your son, Jesus the Christ, at one in the Holy Spirit. It was into a world such as ours today that the Christ child came, a world of political tension, violence, poverty, disease and abuse. Little has changed, O Lord, and so in these chaotic times, we ask that you would, who would enfold both heaven and earth in a single piece, will grant us a vision of your world as your love would have it. A world where chaos gives way to structure and harmony. A world where the weak are protected and no one goes hungry or poor. A world where the riches and wonders of all creation are shared and everyone can enjoy them. A world where everyone, regardless of race, ability, gender, sexuality, faith and culture, can live in harmony and mutual respect. A world where peace is built with justice and justice is, in, is guided by love. Give us the inspiration, strength and courage, O Lord, to build such a world in the certain knowledge that Jesus will be alongside us every step of the way. We pray for leaders of nations and ask you to pour out your spirit of peace and reconciliation on them, especially in this Advent season. Give them a longing to bring hope justice, peace, freedom and joy for all peoples. Give strength and courage to those who bear heavy responsibilities for the world and give inspiration, 
insight and energy to those who are responsible for the physical, mental and emotional well-being of communities and measures for res responding to the current pandemic. We pray for all who are experiencing isolation, anxiety, frustration, discomfort or pain, and for those who are afraid because they are ill or have been injured. We pray for those who are nearing the end of their journey on earth, that they may know your comfort and peace. Especially today, as we commemorate World AIDS Day, I light a special candle. In keeping with our custom in the Metropolitan Community Church, as we remember all those who have surrendered themselves to your tender care due to HIV-related illness. We pray, Lord, that you will open our eyes to the systems around us that oppress, hold down, and disadvantage the most vulnerable in our society. Open our ears to the myths and stereotypes and lies that keep these systems going. Open our mouths to challenging conversations about race, sex, and difference. And open our hearts to the understanding that we are all affected by HIV and related illness. All so that we may increase and be filled to the brim in our love for one another and for all people. We pray, Lord, for all those who work for the coming of your commonwealth of life, love and joy, whose caring and faithful lives are witness to Christ's triumph. We bring to you now, Lord, all for whom requests for prayer have been placed in our special book of intentions. Help them all to come to terms with their pain and difficulties and help them to look forward to the future whatever and wherever that may be. We place them in your healing presence, Lord, and ask that you will enfold every single person who needs to feel the warmth and tenderness of your embrace. So now let us pray for the needs of people known to us personally. Be with us all, Lord, in our daily struggles to faithfully follow you. Give us hope in our periods of doubt and despair, and be with us all until the time when in the heavenly realm of your love, our joy will know no end. We make our prayers in faith and love for you. We now commend ourselves and all for whom we pray to your mercy and protection, Lord, and to the healing love of your Son, Jesus the Christ, in whose name we pray, as we say together the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us share together in the grace that God has given us, as we say, May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. Go in the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about what we do, you can find us on social media or visit our website, northernlightsmcc.org.uk.